morning or oh who cares what time it is you know what howdy how are you there we go we'll get my southern on <laughs> i am michael and with me unfortunately for all of you fans out there it is not lou it is cameron once again Sorry, Lou. And we are here (laughs) gathered together this week to tell you that if you are breathing, you have a job to do. Now, that means we are talking about the all-important Christian understanding of vocation. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Let me know when this gets annoying. Okay, yeah. Now, For me it is. <laughs> what do we mean by vocation? I mean your job. What you do day in and day out. Now, is there possibly, potentially, hopefully, anywhere in Scripture that we could possibly go to that would kind of give us, oh, a general rule of life or thumb? And I, and I think there is. Yes, I think so too. As you, those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved... Put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you. So also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Now you're going, what does that have to do with my job? Mm-hmm. And that was in Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verses yes. 12 through 17, for those of you who read at home. Who reads their Bible? Seriously. Oh, you yeah. should see the look I'm getting now. <laughs> see, see, one of these days you guys will all be here and you'll realize that it's not me. Lou gives me the looks. Cameron gives me the looks. The dog gives <clears throat> me these looks. I yeah. give me these looks. Maybe it's, it is me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, it is me. I'm a victim. Of yourself? Yes, and everyone else. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. No, this has something to do with vocation because it has to do with all of Christian life, who you are. Starting point, let's make sure we catch this. Those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, stop. Mm -hmm. You've been redeemed. God has picked you up from your deadness, lostness, and sin. He has cleansed you. He has set you on the track, and because of that, you are now pure, righteous, and beloved of God. So you should put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Why? Because you have a Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you that is manifesting the character and attributes of God. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you are manifesting the character and attributes of God because that which is inside of you is now flowing through you. Yes. You you shouldn't give me dirty looks. Bearing with one another and (laughs) forgiving each other. See? See? Bearing with one another. That means no dirty looks. Forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. So, because we have been forgiven, we forgive. Because we have been loved, we love. Because we have been shown mercy, we show mercy. Now, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. In other words, your life should be a manifestation of the nature and character of God in action. Yes. You should be loving 
caring, and merciful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Now, when? Did you catch a marker anywhere in there? At all times. All I don't know exactly which work because I'm not looking at it directly. But there wasn't a marker. That's, yeah, there that's, wasn't really one. That's but the point. if you're living, let then, the word of Christ dwell richly within you. Yeah. So as long as you're living, you're dwell- there's something dwelling. I that's mean, the idea. So there's not a point in time where that is something that we put off to the side that we forsake or leave alone, and I'm then you get to our punchline. <laughs> and then you get to our punchline. Yeah. Whatever you do, in word or deed. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. That includes at home, mm-hmm. traveling, and at work. Yes. Now, we'll cover the home one later on at some other point, but we wanted to focus in on vocation because, well, this is perfect for Cameron and I to discuss because we stand here before you. Well, we, we sit here before you. <laughs> we're sitting. Yes, we are sitting. We're, we're too lazy to stand. <laughs> What do you think this is, work or something? <laughs> oh, there's that. We just went wrong on that one, didn't yep. we? Now, we sit here before you as two human beings who, in the grand scheme of life, don't have real jobs. Uh, no, not according <laughs> to the world standards. No, and we, we are going to tell you about jobs. how to do your job. Now, we've, I've had one, and you have two. I mean, we've, we've had world standards of jobs as in there is a boss there is a paycheck there is an expectation and a timetable to do things but um so yeah we have lived that right that way but no but no that what we do today it doesn't exactly fit in with the world's view of a job now, sort of say. I, I point this out because and when i say we don't have jobs like real jobs is because i pastor which means most people think i work one day a week yes only on sundays only on sundays <laughs> And I don't get overtime or hazard pay for that. And nope. Cameron is a homeschool mother who, so means she's teaching, keeping a house, taking care of family, and all of those lovely I stay home and eat bonbons all day and read and, stories to the kids. There you and go. And watch soap That's, operas. And watch soap operas. I'm not a soap opera person. I have kids. I don't have time to watch soap operas. They get in the way. The kids do. So Just I have to watch girls. the Golden Girls. Yeah, the short soap operas. <laughs> <sighs> you see what I have to live with? You see what I have to live with? But yeah, yeah, that's what the world says. I do. Although now I do believe nothing else with with what's going on in the in the world today. Um, there's been a lot of people who have said staying at home with children and teaching at home, even if you're following a lesson plan, is is it's nobody not as told easy. me there would be work. Yeah, no. yeah. I think a lot of people are seeing what it's like to be at home with the family all day and. Now, this it's a little is, different. But. This is why we we make this point, though, is because mm-hmm. by the world's standards, we don't have what are considered valuable jobs or really no. any jobs for that matter. No. Now, does that mean we are incapable and un, uh, incapable and – there's another word and I can't think of what it is. So we're just going to go with incapable. Yeah. Does that mean we are incapable of actually speaking to this area of life? And the answer is – no. no, and the reason we are not is because Scripture is not, because Scripture speaks to this. Yes. Therefore, as we are following and rightly distilling Scripture, we can speak to these things. And that's part of why this is so important, because what we want to do is in all things, the, I mean, the whole goal, the reason why we have launched Practical Theology Ministries, the reason why we have a journal, the reason why we do this podcast, mm-hmm. the reason why we have stuff on the website like we do, 
is we're trying to foment a biblical worldview. We want Christians to be able to think through all of life situations biblically, hence the yeah. reason it is practical Bible. theology ministries. Though your thought process and knowledge about God changes, or at least should, change the way you live and work. Yes. And if you go back and listen to past episodes where we talk about the aseity of God and the holiness of God or the doctrines of humanity, these have impact mm-hmm. on how we live. So scripture speaks to these things, and we want to speak to these things through the lens of scripture, not experience. Yeah. And so that dives exactly. us into our first real apologetic idea, okay. which is the idea of value being determined by God. Yes. Now, we have, we have talked about this before. I think I've even sung the song before. It doesn't mean I won't do it again. You've been warned. <laughs> but the reason why I say this is an apologetic avenue is whenever we engage in apologetics, what we are doing is refuting or dealing with what the world says and applying a biblical understanding to it. Yes. All right. So, Cameron, your pop, tr- pop tr- quiz trivia time. You ready? Okay. There is no ready. No, there really isn't. <laughs> no. You should see the look of terror on her face. <laughs> Hit me. Go ahead. What's that? According to the world, how is value defined? According to the world, how is value defined? Good stalling tactic. Yes, I know it is. But I also get trying to get my thoughts. Um, well, who it impacts, what you're doing, what it, who all it impacts, how much gain you get for it, reward, so like what you get from it, your earthly treasures, yes, Um, as well as what you you can be recognized for, for how much, how much people hold it up. I mean, is it really that impressive? Do people view it? If it's not something that people want, then... Now, from a biblical perspective, because this is the trivia part, you ready? Mm -hmm. How do we define value from a biblical perspective? From a biblical perspective, it's everyone has value because we are made in God's image. Okay, but that's people. But we're talking about about stuff and actions. Your actions have value because that's what you're doing is what God has ordained or called or allowed you to do. God is in the workings of all that is being done individually as well as collectively. And so even those who do not believe God has either allowed them to do the work they're doing or he has ordained or is so, all right. So, so uh-huh. world, worldly perspective. So put your world hat back on. All right. Back all right. in the world. What is, <laughs> what is more important, doctors or janitors? The doctors are in... No, no, no. Yes, yeah. I mean, right. Now, from a biblical perspective, see, don't try to refute it. We gotta, we, you've got to lay a foundation okay. first here. Okay. Okay. Now, from a biblical perspective, what is more important, doctors or janitors? See, this is where we're going to really catch her. They are both equal in importance. Because, yes, doctors are looking for ways to help people feel better. 
because they're being, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. But the janitors are also it, what the work they do day to day is what helps doctors to do the work that they need to do. It's, it works together. We got her. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Because let's let's distill <laughs> these two. Let's no distill these two down. Cause the uh-huh. reason the reason why we're going to the hard work of actually comparing and contrasting these things is because if you don't, then the biblical answer doesn't actually make sense, and you're going to think I'm out of my mind. Which you probably think that anyway. But at least this way, I remove one of the possibilities for being out of my mind. All right. So okay. from a worldly perspective, you have the doctor on one side, and you have the janitor on the other. The doctor is esteemed. Why? Because that is white collar office work. It is it is high and mighty, and it is no. Yes. It is it is educated and it is learned and, and it, it is respected. And it's for all people benefit yes. from it. When when, yes. when we when we grab our kindergarten students, we tell them you're we have we have a classroom here of future doctors, doctors lawyers, lawyers, and presidents, and presidents. right? Yes. There you go. Yes, you never hear There you go. Now yeah. we never have a classroom where the teacher looks at them and go, What I have here is a future pile of sanitation workers. Yeah. That is never said. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it is dirty, lowly, it is service. So other people don't want to do. Yes. yes. You do the job. I don't want, I literally <laughs> threw that away right. because I was done with it and don't want it anymore. So I need to now pay someone else to remove it from me yeah. so that I don't have to deal with it anymore. <clears throat> from a worldly gotcha. perspective, mm-hmm. there is a separation between those two. Yeah. Now, the reason I asked the question the way that I did is because it's a trick question when you get to the biblical perspective. From a biblical perspective, which is more important, the doctor or the janitor? And your immediate reaction is, well, I'm a Christian. They're both of equal value and importance. (laughs) Yes, Yes. they are if – oh, don't you hate when I do that? If they are offered unto God as sacrifice. Yes. If they are not – then they are neither of them have any value from a biblical worldview. Yes. That, that thought actually, in all honesty, it did cross my mind. I mean, if they're doing it for God, then yes, it's, it's perfect. But I, yeah, I didn't express that part. But, but um, yes, you did. And I, I, did I did think that because no matter what you're doing, you're doing it for God. But, and, but even the even quote-unquote Good people like doctors can do for good people, but not be Christians. Now, this is and where this is where we lie to ourselves as Christians, and we borrow from the world, because what we do is we look at the world's perspective and say, "Well, no, that janitor's job is good and it is right. It provides a service to the community. These are necessary functions, and they are. Mm-hmm. These are they, they should are. be respected members of society doing a job that needs to be done. That is a benefit. I mean, imagine your city." without janitors or garbage men. Mm-mm. Exactly. It's, Suddenly it's, we're the Middle Ages and, you know, people are pouring buckets off the balcony and we don't want to know what's inside. Yeah, exactly. So, so this, that, these that are necessary. Good. Good yeah, they thing. are. Does that make them in and of themselves good? Biblically, no, unless it is done unto God. And see, that's the and key. That's From the a key. biblical perspective... <laughs> From As Christians, we want to be able to look at the society and say, we do not esteem doctors, lawyers, and presidents higher than we do janitors and mechanics and fast food workers. We don't separate them because they are both providing services to the community. Therefore, they are both good. But what I'm doing is making an argument that's known as utilitarianism. Okay. You are valuable because you are providing a service. 
you are operating unto the common good. Therefore, you are good. Biblically speaking, that's, that's, that's not, not biblical. No, it is not. No. Because then you get into the people who have retired and seniors who are no longer able physically, who are bedridden. Like my grandmother for the last five years was bedridden and everything had to be done for her, including, I mean, everything. So in the few moments when she was awake and you talked with her, you didn't necessarily know if she knew who she was talking to, what was going on. The same thing with my grandfather. So then in that worldview, they don't provide a service other than they're just a loved one who you don't want to get rid of because you love them. Now, this is the and key thing. What this is, And this difficult. is why we mess up because what we've done in, yeah. in that moment when we've borrowed from utilitarianism is we've walked away from the foundation of Scripture. But secondarily, what we have done is we have allowed the world to define vocation for us. And the reason why I'm using the technical term vocation is I don't want to use the common term job. job. Okay. I don't want to use profession. I want to talk about life calling in work. Because when you retire, mm-hmm. do you no longer have a vocation as a Christian? No. No, as a Christian, as long as you're breathing, it is, you, you've got something God wants you to do. There this, is something, whether it's just... This is why the starting yeah, point was where we are. We're here regardless. to tell you that if you're breathing, you have a job to do. Yeah. You have service that you are offering unto God. Now, just because the society does not deem that worthy of a paycheck does not mean it is lesser work. Also, just because society does not deem your vocation or your profession to be worth a large paycheck does not mean it is lesser work. Go back to Psalms. Who is the one who has set the boundaries of the nations? Who is the one who told the sea you will go this far and no farther? God has. Who is the one who has put people where they are? God has. God has. See, this is the lesson you get from Ecclesiastes. If you can understand Ecclesiastes, this world will make a lot more sense, and you will see the silliness of this world a lot more. But this is the uh, the Michael paraphrase. But Ecclesiastes literally says – well, I can't say literally. Ecclesiastes says in the Michael paraphrase that there is a, a foolishness that there is for men to work under the sun. That you work hard your entire life to build something and then you turn it over to an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> because when you die, who gets it? I don't know. Yeah. And, and you know who doesn't care? The one who's passed away. Who's, the, the, who's dead dead. the dead guy doesn't care. Dead, yeah. So what, what stops everyone from inheriting your stuff from being a complete numbskull, or as my new favorite uh, British insult is, from being a total Muppet? <laughs> I need to start calling more people Muppets. That's one of my New Year's resolutions now. <laughs> Muppets. To call more people Muppets. So, yeah, what, so prevents the, what prevents the Muppet Brigade from inheriting your hard work that you have labored 50, 60, 70, and 80 years to accomplish? And the answer is nothing. Nothing. So, If that work was offered for the acclaim of men, for the material or earthly gain, or for the pride and prestige of yourself, it has been offered for a meaningless slash useless reason. There is no benefit. No, there's not. But if it has been offered unto God as a sacrifice because of who he is and what he has done— Sorry. Then it suddenly does not only not only not have 
I just tied myself in a complete logical knot. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> when you offer it in that manner, not only is the earthly reward irrelevant, the mm-hmm. eternal reward is magnified. Again, go yes. back to our verse in Colossians 3. Those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, uh, lost my line, forgiving each other, and beyond all these things, put on love, which is perfect bond of unity. Yes, we're skipping a little. Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. That's a life of joy lived for whose glory? To God, for God's glory. That's why Paul yeah. sums it up. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to, through him, to God the Father. Mm-hmm. I am who I am and what I am because of who God is and what he has done for me. Yes. Therefore, everything that I do is a returning of that work. Mm-hmm. Think of... See, Paul, 1 Corinthians 11. Be an imitator of me as what? As I am an imitator of Christ. All right. What was the goal of Christ's earthly ministry? To give us a taste of heaven to show us. Mm, you missed it. <laughs> his, the goal of his earthly ministry. Yes. What was the goal of Christ's earthly ministry? Well, the cross was the ultimate goal for salvation. That's part of it. Okay, that's part of it. Glorifying God in all that he did. Yes. Who was the one who determined, this is where it gets really confusing, who is the one who has determined the plan of salvation? God has. Who is the one who has enacted that plan? God has. Who is the one who executes that plan? God does. See, Christ is part of that because Christ is God. God. Mm -hmm. So what he is doing is glorifying the eternal plan of God to redeem a people for God's own kingdom and glory. See how that works? Yes, I did. Okay. So read John. Read the Gospel of John. It will do you good. And notice what Jesus is constantly pointing back to in the Gospel. He's not pointing back to himself. He's pointing back to God. God. He's declaring himself as God while pointing to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. That's why outside of John, when you have people come up to him and say, good teacher, Jesus is like, whoa, slow your roll, dude. Why do you call me good if I'm a teacher? Yeah. Who's good? God is good. But God, yeah. So if you're calling me good, you're saying that I am. God. But you're calling me a teacher. So you're missing it. one of the same. Yeah, it's it's, it's not one of the same. It's an oxymoron sort of say. All (laughs) of Christ's ministry is oriented towards glorifying God, fulfilling the mission that the Father has given. Yes. Presenting a people who are redeemed to the Father. Father. Mm -hmm. Now, when you read through the epistles, how does this work out? The people are standing before God, presented by the Son, standing in the Son, because the Son is acceptable. Because the Son is acceptable, the people are now acceptable because they are His. The Father then presents them to who? To whom do they belong? Jesus. The Father presents them to the Son. These are your people. You have won them. This is the people that you have won. This is your bride. Mm -hmm. Well, the Son does what? No, they are... Yours. Your people. This is a glorifying of God. You see the intertrinitarian working where father and son are giving and receiving from one another, worshiping rightly God as yes. they partake of it. So if that is cool. what Christ is doing mm-hmm. in his ministry and Paul is imitating Christ, 
and we are imitating Paul, then what we should be following is the example that Christ has laid down. If Christ's entire existence is meant to glorify God, then congratulations, your entire existence is meant to glorify God. That means, what value does it have? All of it. What's our big fancy theological word? We have an eternal value. Yes. Because our value and our determination comes from an eternal, holy God. Mm -hmm. Now, how does this relate to what you do for a living? Well, if God can go to the trouble of giving the borders to the oceans and the land and the winds and the nations, do you think he can go to the trouble of giving the borders to Gary from, you know, who knows where? Do you think he can (laughs) handle that? Yes. Probably. individual. Do you think God woke up and went, Gary's a janitor? How did we mess that up and not give him a bigger vision for his life? Like, oh, oh, oh yeah, no. yeah. Oh, I went there. Don't, oh, no. oh, 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 no. I went. I no, don't, no, yes. no visions, yes. no, no visions. I That's, went there because uh, we uh, need uh, to go there uh, because that is the dirty yes. underbelly of the Christian understanding of the world. Yes. Is too yeah. much, too, too much casting. gospel teaching uh-huh. is about big, grandiose. Outer than that, you've got a calling and a mission and, you know, you got to, like, there's banners and waves and they're singing songs to you in heaven and all that. No! No. Stop it. No. You are engaging in an idolatry of the highest order. See, that's why I went there. Because nobody sits there and goes, my dream is to do mighty things for God. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to my worldly, meaningless job. I'm going to put in my eight to ten hours. I'm going to come home, raise my family, worship my God, and I'm going to do it every day until I die. I'm getting that look again. (laughs) Like, no. No, instead it's finding some... Well, see, because nobody it's, says that. Nobody, no, nobody and the reason does. why nobody it's, says it's that is because well, this is a meme, right? Like, I was born to do more than pay taxes, go to work, and die. Yeah. Um, no, can I let you in really. a little secret? <laughs> Maybe. Odds <you> are, <laughs> you weren't. Yeah. Odds are, you were born to do that, exactly that. Go to work, pay taxes, and die. Wash, rinse, and repeat. repeat. The majority of humanity will never be famous. No. Will never be great at anything from a worldly perspective will never be known a hundred years from now keep that in mind see most of you i could ask hey who's your great great grandfather on your mother's side and you'd be like huh and even if now if you've dug into your genealogies you'd be like i can think about this for a second i can come up with a name but is that is that something you think about on an idle Tuesday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? No. No. Largely mm-hmm. forgotten. And for the majority of you, you're like, I have no idea. I don't know. Dave. I will go with Dave. <laughs> Gilbert. Yeah, it sounds like a good name. That's that cool. was mine. I know my, no, actually, that's the, he's even then, in knowing, being a Southern family, we know our Southern heritage. Even then, once you get past granddaddy you get down into great granddaddy i do on my daddy's side but not on my mama's side i and don't I, know i specifically said great great, great. i went yeah. one generation back because you're going i got like I, said, I can't on my daddy's side but yeah. i can't on the other side i've so, got yeah, absolutely it's, it's, nothing it's not. my favorite example mm-hmm. of this was the first baptist church of stoneville yes they um they uh they had this brick walkway that you um, they paid for it basically by having people buy the bricks with the names. And so one of the things that they did, which I thought was kind of cool. It was. It was, was really, really cool. Every pastor of the church at the time, the church was a little over 100 years old. Yes. Every pastor of the church 
they had his name on a brick in the years he was pastoring. Yeah. And one day I was walking through history. looking at it, and I looked at it, and there was it's like 1901 or 1, 2, or 3. You'll have to drive to Stoneville, North Carolina, and look for it and fuck double check me. I think it's 1902, though. But there's a name. It says Reverend Davis, 1902. Uh-huh. And so I went back and looked at my little history of the church yeah, thing. The and, history. and Reverend Davis was the pastor of the church in 1902. And so I started asking folks, hey, does, does Reverend Davis have a name? Yeah, who is Reverend Davis? Like, well, that's just what we called him. That's what that's what everybody the, from the start nobody called knew. him. Nobody knows it's anything else about it. It's not written down anywhere. No. Nobody knows if he was married, if he <clears> had kids, <throat> if he had three left hands. Nobody knows <laughs> a single solitary thing no. about him. He is just Reverend Davis. And I love that man. Yeah. I don't even know who he is, and I love that man. Because that's a good reminder for me. There is going to come a point in time, at some point in the very, very near future, that... No one is going to know who I am, who I was, or what I did. And that is awesome because it reminds me day in and day out that my work is not given for this place. It is given to God. Yeah, it is. So the thing that separates from a worldly point of view the doctor from the janitor Mm -hmm. is the amount of education – that you need to have the job, the amount of money we pay to that job, and the societal prestige that you get for having the job. The thing that makes a job good from a biblical perspective is why did you do it? Because the doctor who does it so that he can get rich, have a wife made of plastic, and retire to Beverly Hills has missed it completely. Yes, he has. Conversely, You ready? The janitor who has gone to work every day in the same school, sweeping the floors, mopping up kids after they've been sick, and cleaning lunchrooms so that those kids will have a clean school and have a nice educational experience, he's He's missed missed it it too. too. Yes. Completely. You go to work and you clean because this is where God has you. You Mm -hmm. go to work and you care for those sick people because this is where God has you and what he has gifted you to do and what you are doing. Now, that means if you are a janitor capable of being a doctor, you are not glorifying God. Did you ask, does that mean, or you said that means? No, I'm saying. I'm not asking. I'm telling. So if a very are, intelligent, you, someone who has the capability and the capacity and chose the easy way, sort of say, in life. Is not doing glorifying God, no, whether Christian no. or not. You have been gifted to yeah. sit there and say, look, I love this job. People leave me alone. I get to think. I, I can just walk around and push a broom and nobody makes me do anything. This is this is awesome. Well, well dude, you, you got a 240 IQ and, and you can literally like put rockets back together. Yeah. Now, if you look at me and say, well, in my spare time, I do this and I write it. Okay. Yeah. See, then you have another vocation that you're engaged in where you can glorify God yes. by doing it well. But if you're capable and you're not, yeah, then no, you you're are not, not glorifying not. God. Mm-mm. Conversely, and you know. conversely and you know it, you won't be if you're a doctor mm-hmm. and you're getting by by the skin of your teeth and you're only there because you know a guy, Yeah, you're not glorifying God either. No, you're regardless not. Regardless of what the world thinks of you. See, mm-hmm. ultimately, our value is determined by the ability and place that God has put us. So if we are doing the best that we can unto the best of our abilities with the means that God has provided, 
then you are glorifying God and doing it to the best of your ability. Yes. You are, you are honoring and praising him. Now, conversely, there are lots of smart people who couldn't afford school. Family couldn't afford school. They couldn't take out the loans. They're honoring God yes. by making good decisions yeah. and, and working and serving as best they can. Those are typically – see, this is, where I, this is why I go here. You know where you typically see those people, though, like really excelling in, in life? Churches. Where? Churches. There's your, and this is this is where I'm going to pick on Cameron's past. That's where you see your farmers and your gas delivery drivers teaching Sunday school classes. Yeah. Discipling. Yes. Counseling. This mm-hmm. is where you see, you know, guys who work day in and day out with their hands hard, who are smart, but they've never had the means. The family's never had the means, and unless they want to go into, you know, like large McMansion-sized debt to try to go to school... In which they couldn't do it anyway. They couldn't afford it. No, they couldn't. What have they done? They've taken that intelligence and that ability and they've channeled it into other God-honoring avenues. Yes. Discipling neighbors, mm-hmm. discipling and training friends, teaching at church, and doing the things that God has enabled them to do. See, those yes. men are glorifying God. You're going, well, yes, they didn't they become are. a doctor. They didn't have to. They're, they have a knack for education and teaching. What are they doing? They are doing that. They're, they're teaching. I mean... Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, hitting uh, right on my 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 heritage, my my family. Cause yeah, cause we gr- had several daddies a a farmer, and what is one thing you can always use more help in the summer? And what is the one thing mamas and daddies want for their youngins in the summer? You need a summer job. Call the local farmers and get you out there chopping weeds, yeah. doing now, something. Is it about getting some farm and work done? Yes, yes you are getting the work done, but, but they're also <clears throat> learning. Okay, a prime example: watermelon season. We raised watermelons. Gentleman comes by, asks Daddy, they're selling watermelons. He goes, yes, sir, and tells them where they are. $2 a pop, whatever. And so he picks up three of them, hands Daddy six bucks, and he goes on. He comes back four or five days later and says he wants wants a couple more. He's got a party or something going on. And and he mentioned mentioned that he would like to get an extra one just in case because one of them wasn't quite ripe. He had picked one that wasn't quite ripe. So Daddy helped him pick, but Daddy also gave him an extra watermelon. So it wasn't just the four that he wanted, Daddy gave him five. And he goes, six bucks still. And then the guy was like, you sure? He goes, yeah, I hate you got a bad one. And I, I, I just want to make sure you got a good, two good ones this time at See, least. From the world's so, perspective, and you're that immediately was big. going. From the world's perspective, you go, well, that's just not good business. Yeah, it's and not it's, good, not, it's bu- terrible business. It's not good business, but it's good people. It's, it's being honoring to that gentleman that, no, we didn't, I hate you, gra- grabbed a bad one. I'm going to help you find another one and make sure. And it's just in case, See, here's another that's one. That's why this becomes so important. Not, you don't want to cheat anybody. This changes the way you look at your job. Yeah, your job is no longer about making money it's about serving god yes i might get taken advantage of he could have been lying through his teeth you he have no been. idea no idea it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because Mm-mm. what do i do i'm serving yeah. loving forgiving gracious kind patient all of those things mm-hmm. how i view my job and what i'm doing with my life is directly a result of what i think my life is about and christian our life is supposed to be about glorifying God. If yes. it is not, then we've missed it. We have gone off the rails. We have turned to left when we should have gone right. We didn't make the left turn at Albuquerque, and we have ended up where we are not supposed to be. And if you didn't get that reference, for shame. Watch more cartoons. They're good for you. <laughs> Watch some cartoons. It'll do you good. What's that? There you go. Your life is an offering to God. And this is where mm-hmm. this becomes pop culture-ish. Because this is how we need to act with everything that we do. 
I used to struggle with this with my kids when not like my actual kids, but my kids when I coached baseball. Yeah. Is getting some of them to just work hard. Yeah. Athletic, the, the, uh, gifted kids. And it's like, yeah. I used to tell most of them, you can be as good as you want, want to, to be. be. Because yeah. if you will work hard, we will give you the tools and you'll be successful. And you know what? Every kid who worked, listened, and did what we told them, you know what they all got? They got better. They got better. Yeah. Why? Because this is, this is Christian worldview in action. When I go play a sport that I like, I play it well. Mm-hmm. Why? I play hard. Mm-hmm. Because this is where I'm at, and this is how I honor God, by engaging in the gifts that he's given me. When I'm doing schoolwork, I do it to the glory of God. I study well. I don't doze off. I don't drift off. I manage my time. I'm responsible. Why? Because I'm honoring God, not myself and how I'm doing it. When I'm at my dead-end job that's never going to go anywhere and going to do nothing but pay my taxes, I do it well because I'm not doing it for my paycheck or for my boss. I'm doing it because this is where God has me. Mm-hmm. Also, don't miss this idea of all it does is pay my bills and pay my taxes. That's a big deal. That is a big God deal. God is providing yes. for your Provisions. family by the means of this job. You may not like it, but it is what God has given you. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yes, it is. You may not like the good thing, and maybe one day something will come about and you can do something that you feel better about but in that day and age until something else comes along you do the best you can because you've got it well and, and it's being we point out as someone who used to be a restaurant manager you always knew the people who didn't want to be there because they didn't want to work yeah i used to tell them like well when someone else asks me about you getting a job someplace else they're going to ask me how you worked here yeah how did you do here this also has your your references how do people know you? this has an earthly benefit but it it, does at the end of the day it doesn't matter matter because your life is your value of your life is determined not by how great the world thinks you are but by how much you're glorifying and serving god the goal of sanctification is to be like christ what did christ do in all things glorified and honored god what are we seeking to do purify ourselves from sin cast away doubts and aspersions and do what in everything that I do glorify God that means it's at work at home wherever I am Mm -hmm. now we know this yes we do the question is do we do this no we get bogged down in the day-to-day just like everyone else it becomes mundane unfortunately life is the mundane all this high adventure and going here and there and all the, this is the heart racing moments of life, that's not life in itself. If you look back in the 1800s, and sometimes I find myself, if I start thinking, is this really how life is? I stop and think. Back in my, my great-great-grandparents on a farm, no electricity, no running water, and they just every day got up and did the same thing day in, day out, faithfully, and they did it to the best that they can, the best that God has called them to be, because that's what they did. And yeah, there's fun times in between, but you still have the work. You still have the day in and the day out. And you, you sometimes you forget that. And when we don't worship and we're not in Scripture, we and we take our eyes off of why we're doing it daily. Daily reminders, I mean... You're supposed this to preach the gospel to yourself every day. And this is why I went there about the idea of the vision of your life, because I don't care, and you shouldn't yeah. either. The minute someone tells you, you were made for more than this, run. 
because they're selling you a load of goods uh-huh. and it's not one that you want. Christian living is humble, yes, peaceable, yes, kind living, meaning it's not always great and it's mm-hmm. not always grand. Sometimes it will be taken advantage of. Sometimes yes. it will, most of the time it will be looked down upon mm-hmm. and more often than not, it will be unrecognized. Yeah. But if it is unto God, it is good. If it is as a service to him, it is valuable and it will be recognized at the appropriate time, which is never here and never now, always in eternity. And see, that's where my hope is. That's where my value is. And that's what my goal is. And anything other than that is a forsaking of my responsibilities as a Christian. Mm -hmm. What we would call, here, you ready? Okay. What three-letter word would you give to as a definition for the forsaking of my Christian responsibilities? Sin. Sin. S-I-N. Beginning and end, lasting to who knows when. And you have no I idea what you saw. I ever did that, that was That's an old um, play, <laughs> literally like a theatrical thing. And that was one of the songs, and it will never leave my oh, head. No. And so I'm going to pretend like one that. One of your whole, first just, youth ministry. I inherited things. that thing. It wasn't a terrible <laughs> no, it wasn't. theatrical it was, thing. And the youth it who did it were, were really great. Oh, and they, they had a blast put, with it. They and, had they, a and, blast it and it was a blessing to the it, congregation it was, and all of that. But, but it's still stuck <sighs> in your head. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, we're just going to pretend like the last 30 seconds didn't happen. And yes, Daniel and them still remember that. I know, and they will until the day they die, yes, just like will. I will. Wake up with nightmares from it. Anyway. Okay, no. What's the goal of Christian living? To sanctify, to purify from sin, to cast it aside, which means wherever I find it, I must go about the business of killing it. Now, in order to do that, it means I'm actively rooting it out, which means when you go to work, whether you like it or not, you're not working for your boss. You're not working Mm -hmm. for your neighbor. You're Mm -hmm. not working for your paycheck. You're not working for your prestige. You are working for your God. Yes. That's a big deal. It changes the way you work and it changes the reason you work. This is one of the things I always talk about with folks. If I want to change what you do, I first need to change what? How you think. How you think. Now, and if I want to change how you think, what must I change? My perspective. Perspective and my my heart, what I your, put in, your desires, what, my desires, yes. yeah, what I what I put in. What, what does I the read? Holy Spirit do for you? Behold, oh. in Christ, you are now a new, new creation. creation, which means with that new creationness, and if that's not a word, it, it is, is now. now. In your <laughs> new creationness, your mm-hmm. desires and motivations are different. Yes. That changes the way you think about the world, and as you mm-hmm. actively change the way you think about the world, you change the way that you live. In In the world. world. It starts with the heart. It starts with evaluating everything that you are and all that you're about and then living accordingly. So if you're retired, your gifts haven't gone away. No. You have just been given a new opportunity. And and more time to serve. Exactly. And a new means by which you can go about exercising them. Mm -hmm. In your quote-unquote dead-end job, God hasn't forsaken you. Mm -mm. He is pruning you. He is growing you. He is developing you, and he is providing opportunities for your sanctification. That's good. Now, now keep in mind. Personal growth is as good as... Opportunities for sanctification never feel good. Because what opportunities for sanctification mean is someone has revealed a sin to you and shown you how evil you are, and now you go about killing it. What's happened is God has spanked you. 
Now, yes. that was not good, no. but was it necessary? Mm-hmm. Yes, which means it is eternally right and eternally valuable. So rethinking how we live in this world is a Christian necessity. It is how and what we do on a regular basis. Now, with all of that said, is there anything we've left out or anything we have been fuzzy on? Mm. That means no. no so what so. have we learned today, children? God has demands that he places upon us yes, based on his character mm-hmm. and the fact that his spirit is inside of us. Therefore, we have a responsibility to live differently in this world. Yes, we do. Value and meaning are objective in God, meaning yes. the value and meaning of my life are determined by God, and he sets the standard, not the world, and our lives are offerings lived unto God, not us. Yes. So, exactly. if you didn't get all that, go back and listen again, and we apologize for the rabbit trails, but they're fun and they're good for you, so you'll enjoy them. <laughs> now, uh, with all of that said, uh, if you want more of our content, hunt through the channel. You can see the different episodes that Cameron and I have done, that Lou and I have done. Yes. You can find them all here on this Podbean channel or wherever else you find them. Uh, if you want more of our resources, practicaltheologyministries.com. You can mm-hmm. find links to all sorts of other good stuff. You can even find on our Podbean channel the church services that we have been streaming since the world is shut down and people can't come to church anymore from there you can find all sorts of things because this is a ministry of Calvary Baptist Church in Rockford, Illinois if you'd like to worship with us you can join us on Sunday mornings at 1030 calvarybaptistrockford.com is where you can find all that information practicaltheologyministries.com is where you can find more information on this you can also find our theological journal Calvary's Mm -hmm. Cavalry which is fun to say 10 times fast I challenge you to do that where we have articles on church history Bible study the uh, theological minutia that tickles your brain and the pop culture fun things that are just simple and easy to get along with. All of those can be found. If you have questions, comments, complaints, you can send them to info at practicaltheologyministries.com. And I think with all of that said, you can find us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter with all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Reach out. We like hearing from you. If you have questions, send them. We will answer them. If we have content we can gear towards you, we would like to do that. And if nothing else... We will see you in eternity. God bless. God bless.